Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe in Vikings heading into week five against the Kansas City Chiefs. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Brian McKinney, Ron Saw. Our friend Wes Johnson from VikingsTerritory.com, the NFL Trend Zone podcast. We also have a special guest, wide receiver Dexter McCluster, who played for the Chiefs in the early 2010s. He was there for the first year of the Andy Reid era. We're going to chat with him about Chiefs Vikings. The Vikings are one and three. The Chiefs are the opposite, three and one. And they play at U.S. Bank Stadium. And the Vikings haven't lost three games to start a season at home with fans in attendance. In 51 years. So we'll see if the Chiefs ruin that little stat or if it if it keeps going with a little dub from the Vikings. First, though, betonline.ag. Football's back, and BetOnline is your number one information source for all of your sports wagering info with a live up-to-the-minute stats, news scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in all the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, believe, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Dexter, welcome to the show. Your first time on Believe in Vikings, probably because it's the first time that the Vikings and Chiefs have played in about four years. How are you, good sir? I'm doing pretty good, man. Enjoying life, man. Girl, dad of the year. And I stand <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. Amen. Uh, all right, man. Uh, so you played for the Chiefs, so what was it, about four, four or five years, right up to the very beginning yeah. of the Andy Reid era? Yes, uh, 2010 up to 14 and I had one year with big red Andy Reid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to get your opinions on this matchup and I want to start with one to kind of set the table for all of the listeners and the panel here. Is it your expectation right now that the Kansas city chiefs will repeat as super bowl champions this year? Yes. 100%. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I say that because that's the home team. I'm always going to mm-hmm. rock with those guys, but uh, just knowing Andy Reid and, and knowing how he prepares those guys and let those guys show it their personalities. And it doesn't matter if they have 20 Dexter McClusters, all 20 are going to touch the ball. So I definitely <laughs> think it's going to be hard to stop those guys. Okay. Well, I'm with you there. Um, you know, I, I, Patrick Mahomes to me is just always on another level and I would never bet against him. So um, as long as you have him in the, in the fold with Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, and now all the Swifties behind the, behind them, uh, I think they're, uh, I think they're good to go. Um, now, Dex, are you, when you were drafted in 2010, I know you were kind of that hybrid wide receiver running back position. And it seems like in today's era, that is used a lot more like that positional versatility of being able to take the ball out of the backfield as well as being a slot receiver stuff like that do you ever wish that you kind of had that start in today's era as opposed to when you started um you know 13 14 years ago yeah yeah so uh me and my wife we talk about all the time um going back to when I was being drafted when I was getting those questions what are you a receiver running back uh return specialist and I told him I'm an offensive weapon an OW right And to answer your question, yes, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Maybe I was before my time a little bit, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I know that uh, guys like myself, guys like um, uh, Sproles, uh, 
we we kind of popped on the scene and let them know that little guys matter. We make right. big impacts. And now, like you said, the versatility in the NFL now, it's it's like, you know, it's being used like no other. It brings excitement to the game. On, well, it's on. like, I don't know how much of a fantasy football guy you are, but uh, back in, in around that time, I was in a league that you were extremely valuable because it got return yards as well as uh, points <laughs> per reception. Um, yeah. And so like it was it was a cheater player because you could be used in both a wide receiver <laughs> and a running back spot. So it's like, all right, you fill in your depth pieces and uh, make sure you get Dexter McCluster because, you know, he's going to get you some cheap <laughs> points on the return yardage alone. Yeah. <laughs> I got a question. I got a question for you, though. Was there any game that I was like, I let you down, man? Was there any game? No, not at all. Like it was, it was a, because it was a very deep league. I think it was like sixteen teams, and like you could start two quarterbacks, all of that. So you had to find those little edges of all right. I'm not, I'm not going to get a great running back, so it's like give me a guy that I know at least is going to touch the ball. And even if yeah. you get twenty yards on a return, like you're at least you know you get five six points it's at a minimum stomach, out yeah. of some spot. Yeah, you're, you're good. So no, you you did me well every year, and that. <laughs> First year, I remember I was like, he's a second round pick. They're going to find a way to use him. And I don't there care how he gets the yards. The yards are coming. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, Bryant, um, when we get, we're going to get into some of the Viking stuff here in a minute. Do you also consider the Chiefs the Super Bowl front runner through four weeks to repeat? Or do you think it's more up in the air than Dexter does? Um, I feel like for the past couple of seasons, they've been kind of like a front runner. Um, I do think that's the team that everybody's going to go out there and play. The hardest game again. So I mean, that's the only thing that's just like kind of, you know, on the on the downside for them is that they have to go out there and compete at a high level every week because everybody's trying to take them out because um, they are the reigning champions. But um, I feel like they do have the ability to still go in there and do it. They have the experience um, as far as coaching and players. So I feel like they're very capable. What I've uh, said and written about ad nauseum is since we realized that Mahomes is going to be godlike. So what? Probably the middle of 2018, early 2019, I said that the Chiefs are just going to win the Super Bowl every other year uh, because teams have such a hard time repeating for some reason nowadays. Mm -hmm. uh, it just feels like they're he's going to win MVP every other year, and then they're going to win the Super Bowl. And that theory is a little wonky, but uh, it's there for the most part. Wes, what do you got for Dexter tonight? Yeah, Dexter, how are we doing? I'm doing pretty good, brother. How you feeling? <laughs> I'm doing well, doing well. It's been a long day, but I'm here ready to bring it. So Man, I, I appreciate your, your energy. <laughs> Yes, sir. Natural. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, which wide receiver from this Kansas City committee has the best chance to eventually emerge? We got MVS, Justin Watson, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, Rashi Rice, Justin Ross. Uh, you have Richie James, who's a sneaky play if he can come back from IR. So which I mean, one I, do you I, see? I definitely like I like Ross. Um, okay. I definitely do. Um, again, he's a guy that he can make an impact. You know, um, Andy Reid's going to figure out and continue to figure out ways to get him that ball. So I think he's going to be uh, definitely a a key playmaker in the years to come. So def definitely Ross. Man, I've been I've been watching this game, watching it for a while, and and definitely do. Yeah. Nice. My next thing for you, Dexter, is so the week one, the Chiefs, the first game of the season, in fact, they didn't have Travis Kelsey, didn't have Chris Jones, and they looked out of sorts and lost to the the Lions, who we don't like on the show these days. And then I, like, I, don't, I don't like them either. <laughs> and then and then last weekend against the Jets was supposed to be Rodgers and Mahomes. We didn't quite get that. It seemed right. like the offense was a little out of sync. So 
my question to you is, is it that is it we expect the Chiefs to be somewhat perfect at all times, that this herky-jerkiness kind of uh, emerges sometimes, or is there genuine concern that this offense isn't quite humming yet? Um, I, I don't think it's uh, no concern um, because at the end of the day, they have Big Red. They have Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the the keeper uh, Pacheco, man. That's my guy. Like I, 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 I really every time every time I look at the TV, I'm like, you know what? I'm getting that feeling that people probably used to feel with me that any time, mm-hmm. any second, this might be the play. Um, but yeah, when you have guys, um, you know, key guys that's missing Travis Kelsey, that's out of the game. Yes, you're gonna have some rhythm issues because they're a big part of what the Chiefs do. Um, you know, and going back to what what you said about the fans and just the the people that watch football, the Chiefs fans. Um, yeah, they expect greatness every time, right? You know, because of what they've done in the past, Super Bowl champs. So, you know, they kind of get spoiled to that fact. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's the NFL. Uh, it's the best of the best, no matter what team it's on. So, I mean, it's, it's any given day. But to answer your other question, no concern. No concerns. I think we're going to keep it together. Uh, the players that we have, the coaches that we have, and just that resiliency and, and knowing that, hey, this is who we are. This is what we do. We keep punching. The outcome is is usually pretty good for us. And begrudgingly, I well, begrudgingly because it's Vikings week for them. I agree with you. Whenever I watch them, especially against the Jets, and they don't like if receivers are dropping passes or the offense isn't humming. Uh, I think I think you and I agree that we're always of the opinion like, well, they're going to figure it out soon, and it's usually spearheaded by Mahomes. And you know, in the end, it seems to work out. <laughs> Right, right, hundred percent. Like you said, he's the general. Mahomes is Mahomes. <laughs> that's that's Big Pat right there. You know what I'm saying? So like, at the end of the day, when when things don't look how we think they should look, or if we're not running like that fine oil machine, we know we still have that general in the driver's seat. So it's like, again, the play is never over, right? He, he can thin plays. Uh, he's special uh, with his legs. He's special with throws that. I haven't seen. I, the one I'm looking for now from him is just throw one under the leg. If he do that, he go to play. <laughs> he might practice it. He might get it done. I don't know how he's gonna do it, but again, it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> well, that would be. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't shock me if he did something like that. But uh, yeah. so, uh, well, Dexter, I want to take it kind of off the gridiron. I know. Um, I don't know how far you and Brian's relationship go back, but I remember when you guys were in Hawaii. I believe around Super Bowl time or whatever. So. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching some of the Instagram videos and stuff and you're on vacation, you're in Hawaii. How is this man or who's dragging who to wake up early? I, I don't know how early it was in Hawaii, yeah. but to get that that workout in, were you dragging him around or was he dragging you around or what was that like? No, I think it was a little bit of both, you know, uh, from us both playing at a high level, uh, from us both still wanting to make sure we maintain who we are, uh, st- uh, stay, stay conditioned, just stay feeling like, you know, we, just that feeling that we have, right? So uh, I'm an early bird. I work out every day. I don't. I don't. I'm not as early as him. So <laughs> yeah, yes. I was like, I'll do the work. You were rolling up from the club, right? To drag me to come in at like five in the morning, six in the morning. Yeah, like, I was okay with doing that like at eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. But man, I'm, I'm I'm so I'm so on schedule to getting up at four o'clock. Five o'clock. I mean, I can wake up without an alarm clock. But again, having guys like B Mac, man, just still having that camaraderie, uh, being able to get up, being able to move, because at the end of the day, um, we have we have a lot of people and a lot of things to live for. We got a lot of impact that we still have to generate in society. So if we just sit back and just get comfortable, uh, who knows what's going to happen after <laughs> that? But we still have that competitive edge, man, and still mm-hmm. you know, better ourselves and be better uh, no matter what. 
And we've come to the conclusion, you know, we've known Brian now a couple of years, like he knows everybody. So it's not a surprise whenever he throws a name out there or something. So yeah. no one ever has anything bad to say about him. So it's a, you know, it's a great uh, yeah, feeling to be on that side of it as well. 100%. Oh, what y'all don't know too is Dexter joined us for the um, Players Choir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> they got the voice too. Yeah, cool. That was, that was fun. So, yeah, when BMAC hit me up, I was in my bed. Be kicked up. So I forgot what show I was watching. Probably Force of Power or something like that, right? So I'm watching that, and I get, uh, I think it was a text, and he was like, "Hey, yo, I mean, you still, you still saying that?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I still, still dibble and dabble." And he was like, "Listen, we got to play a squad. We got to be in Orlando, but the only thing is, you got to be here tomorrow." And I said, well, what, what? <laughs> "Man, I have, like I said, I have uh, five daughters, man, uh, uh, wow. a strong wife from New Orleans." Uh, so I just can't get up and say, hey, babe, I'm going to Orlando. It's <laughs> <laughs> people like, okay, what time we leave? You know what I mean? So um, that was a cool thing, just laying down and being able to get back around the guys and get that feeling that on stage, man. It's almost like we were running out that tunnel again. I was up there about to lose my mind with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> man, I was telling you, man, but I, it, it was something fun, you know, and um, something that at the end of the day, you know, I can tell, my girl, tell all my girls that, hey, you know what, no matter what you want to do, just go for it. And if it don't work mm-hmm. out, it don't work out. But guess what? You did it. You know what I mean? So that's why any opportunity, I try to step up and, and step up to the occasion, man. Bryant, I want to ask you um, on a back to a football note in case I forget. So the Vikings signed Dalton Reisner over two weeks ago, and he's a veteran with four years of experience, and he's uh, supposed to be a pretty outstanding pass blocker. Uh, they haven't used him at all on offense yet. And the the current right guard, Ed Ingram, usually has one mistake per game that's pretty impactful. Last week it was uh, he allowed a pressure and Cousins got hit and the ball went soaring like a dead duck, picked off. What is, Do coaches cling to continuity so much so that they won't play or substitute a guard in to see what he's got? Uh, the Vikings coach keeps saying he's going to play the best five guys, but we haven't seen Reisner yet. Is two weeks a reasonable amount of time to see the other um, guy? Whatever. He he might not be showing them enough at practice for them to feel comfortable enough to throw him in the yeah. game. So, therefore, it's like they're going to play their best five that they think are the best five at the time. From a fan standpoint, y'all are probably looking at it like, yeah, we just got this guy ready to see him play. <laughs> exactly. But at practice, he might not be um, executing properly for them to feel comfortable enough to put him out there on the field. And it should be noted that the other guy, Ed Ingram, the one who in theory would be replaced, is an outstanding run blocker. And, you know, on whether it's PFF or on the tape in general, he has that going for him. So I think they believe he'll figure out the pass blocking here before too long. Um, but yeah, you're correct. Uh, anytime Ed Ingram has like any type of mistake is an uproar. It's like, all right, God damn it. We got Dal- Dalton Reisner, put him in there and <laughs> they haven't done it quite yet. And he's been with the Vikings for 16 days now. So mm. we shall see Wes. What's your next thing for Bryant or Dexter? Uh, this will be for both you guys. Uh, Vikings, they enter this game. Owen two at home. Uh, Potential to go 0-3. When I played sports, uh, both football and basketball, uh, in college and high school, home field was always something that we strive to protect st- and strive to um, secure the victory in. Um, how important do you think that is for the Vikings entering this game uh, to take care of home court, so to speak? 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. B, you want to take it or you want me to get it? Oh, I can go first. Um, I feel like it's very important, especially on offense, because you have less distraction. The crowd is on your side. Um, so I feel like you have a better chance of executing. So... I remember, you know, when I was playing, you always wanted to win all the home games and you wanted to split mm-hmm. on the road, like yeah. win at least the half on the road. And that puts you in a good position. But um, you definitely want to take advantage of being, you don't have to travel anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So it's like less wear and tear on you. So being at home and having the, the crowd behind you usually usually gives you like a little more of a boost. So you want to kind of go in there and try to execute. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with it. Uh, home field advantage again. Like them Under Armour commercials, we must protect this house, right? So that's yeah. the thing. I don't think that thing is going to ever go away. Um, you know, like like B Max said, you got your family, you got your friends. Uh, it almost feels like you got a little more to play for because you're at home. Um, so definitely with a team that's you know starting off zero and zero and two, zero and three, whatever the case may be, um, they they're hungry for a win. They need a win. They feel pressure to have a win, right? So what do you have to lose? And those are those uh, those games. That you gotta be kind of kind of be it, it gets scary because at, at the end of the day, if you have nothing to lose, you're gonna go out there and give everything. You got trick plays, you got things that you would normally not normally do, but you you know what? What do we have to lose? You want to get this win. So definitely home field advantage will help. Uh, again, it gets tricky. So you know, we got we gotta come with everything. We have to respect the unexpected, if that makes sense. On the other side of that, is it Absolutely. kind of like a sense of urgency knowing that how hard it is to win in the NFL, that yeah. it's even harder to win on the road, that you know, you're coming in with that I don't know if it's an edge or that that extra you know, load that you're carrying, knowing we have to win this game because we gotta secure all that we can to p- position ourselves. Yeah, let, let's just get it started. That's that's the model. <laughs> if, if we get one, then we can build on that, right? So Let's just get this one win. Let's get everything that we have. Let's get it started. So when we are on that road, we got momentum. Uh, we have confidence and we got that feeling of freaking winning. That's why we do it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dexter, my next thing for you, uh, I'm going to ask you about the Vikings, um, probably because you don't really give a damn relatively speaking about them, but I want your opinion. So mm-hmm. last year they went 13 and four with a first year young offense, first head coach. Kirk Cousins is the QB one now for the sixth season. Justin Jefferson is offense player of the year. Uh, this year they started one and three, uh, certainly a regression. So I just wanted to know, uh, what is your general generalized opinion of this brand of Vikings? Are are they sneaky good for one and three? Should they have torn it down and started rebuilding? What do you got? Um, Yeah, I, when you have a young coach, you have young energy, new energy, and somebody that's eager to prove that they belong there, right, and willing to do whatever to try to make that happen. So uh, when you have that new energy around the program, it can have an effect on the players, a good effect, right? If you're relatable, if you see this guy like has just as much passion as you have to push you, then maybe you're ready to do whatever for that coach, right? Again, um, just like we were talking about with the Chiefs, don't panic. I, I, I think they're, the Vikings, they're, again, they're sneaky good, right? Mm-hmm. And all it takes is that we always talk about it, that one play, that one, that offensive lineman, that one play of him, making that block and not having a detriment of what, what, what would happen. Right. So yeah, again, for, with them, don't panic, but if they want to panic this week, 
It's all good. <laughs> what about uh, on the proverbial Kirk Cousins spectrum? Do you think he's uh, kind of in that like Matthew Stafford territory? Or do you think he's more like, you know, flat out mediocre? <sighs> um, and you don't have to hold back. We've had all kinds of opinions on this. Yeah. Show. <laughs> um, he, he, I guess is he's a little bit of, of both. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say with we're, we're, he needs to show something now, mm-hmm. now or never. I, I think, and and in order to save who he is and his what he wants his legacy to be and all the good things that he did, I think if it doesn't happen now, then we'll lean on the other direction. Like you know what. Uh, maybe this is not the guy that we need, right? Yeah, I think uh, right now he's 35. Oh, I know he's 35. And then this is this final year of his contract uh, with the Vikings. So I think without some sort of playoff push, he kind of risks falling into that Andy Dalton uh, territory, which is fine. It's just you never quite got to even an NFC championship. Uh, I think that's where he's at right now or what he risks. Um, and it's kind of a daunting task to be playing the Chiefs and then being at one and three, yeah. and then having your being in the final year of your deal. And I, I and I guarantee he's he's probably feeling a little pressure, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, and when you feel pressure, sometimes you overthink things, and it can end up, you know, uh, with bad decisions. We can end up, you know, um, putting you in that category. But I think right now for him, his main focus is, you know, what? Remember who I am. Remember how I got here. Stay calm. Stay focused. And just trust what you practice. Trust, trust your reads. Trust, trust your teammates. And after that, you know everything else will be okay. Ron, what's your next thing for Dexter McCluster? Oh, I think we lost him. Oh, we lost him. Oh yeah, <laughs> he'll be back. He'll be yeah. back. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I got a question for BMAC, though, on the mm-hmm. um, kind of circling back to the Dalton Reisner. Now, on the offensive line, like bringing in a new guy mid season like that, um, how much, like, if they say he's been in the playbook and he's been whatever, like, how much variance is there, um, like, from an offensive lineman standpoint as far as different plays that are being run? Like, you know, walk us through kind of that. It's, to me, I told you, like, before, I, I feel like it's more about the terminology with the different blocking schemes more that he has to like translate over to, you know, um, from his former team to his current, you know, the current team. Cause like, um, certain blocks just have different names based on, you know, where you're at. So that's, that's all. Cause I mean, I told you, I, I came to the dolphins on the Tuesday and I played on that Sunday. Right. And I didn't have yeah, like, I'm back. I'm sorry. I had some technical difficulties. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Yeah, no worries. Sorry. It's all good. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah. So Dexter, uh, back to you. Uh, in your one year <laughs> under Andy Reid, obviously the, his reputation, you know, before the Super Bowls and everything, it obviously precedes himself. Like he had a great run in Philly. You know, the long tenure there, the the championships. You know, making it to a Super Bowl. Um, what was it like under your from your perspective with him coming in and obviously everything, his history and whatnot, like what was it like adapting to a guy that has that pedigree? Oh, uh, man, from day one, man, he's a winner. Uh, championship attitude. Uh, he allows his players to play loose. You know, and when you can play loose and have no pressure and you have the head man behind you that's pushing you, hey, you know what? You make this catch, I want to see a dance. I want to see what you got, right? So it makes 
it makes the game fun and takes a little load off your shoulders. Uh, so it wasn't an uh, adjustment, man. Just I, I knew from day one when he got there that this is a guy that I want to play for. This is a guy that's going to put me in the right situations to be able to showcase what I can do. And I think I speak for the whole team and speak for now. Like you can just kind of tell that the players would do anything for him because of who he is. So if they can put him in the Hall of Fame now, I would say go ahead. <laughs> Dexter, when you see their <clears throat> their tricky or their goofy shit, like uh, the ring around the rosy, does that surprise yeah. you at all? <laughs> uh, I, I would say no. Maybe from when I when I first was there, it, was, it wasn't that. We didn't have a ring around the rosy. We had some <laughs> tricks here and there. But now to see how he's evolved, I guess after you win a couple of Super Bowls, you know, man, you kind of see yourself a little bit. So you want to try uh, uh, a few things. But, man, just seeing some of the things he's doing, I'm like, what the heck? And yeah. then next thing you know, touchdown. I'm like, yes, sir. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that was, let's do it again. <laughs> oh, I'm with yeah. you. Uh, Wes, what's your next thing for the group? All right. Uh, Dexter, uh, question a lot of people want to know, who is the Chiefs' primary threat in the AFC? Right now? Yes. It, you, you, you can never count the uh, – is it the um, – the Bengals, mm-hmm. is that where uh, Joe? Is it Joe? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, you can never count them, them guys out. Yeah. And hopefully, oh. I'm in the right, the right. Uh, uh, they're in the AFC, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They're there, yeah. see, yeah. I, I, oh I, yeah. I want to make sure, you know. Hey, it's been a while, you know. Uh, I've been <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think so. You can never sleep on that because they're always, you know, just one one step away. That oh, yeah. and up until. The it was the AFC Championship. They had the Chiefs number. It was weird. They beat them yeah, like that, three that, times that, in a year. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, like, man, like, do do these guys, do these guys just wake up ready to play the Chiefs? <laughs> and the weird part for the the Bengals on the other high end is that the Browns have their number, and there's no real yeah. rhyme or reason to it. Like, it's yeah. just yeah. If if those two, it's kind of like. Back uh, within the last five, six, seven years, whenever the Seahawks or Rams play, whichever team is not good beats the team that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like they just they they have something about it. I think I think it's just the football guys, man, because it, it happens like that on every level, whether it's high school. <laughs> it's, you know, you got to have that rule, that unwritten rule. Yeah. Uh, one one of the final things I wanted to ask you, sir, <clears throat> I don't know how closely you follow the draft or the Vikings, but have you been able to check out Jordan Addison at all? I have not. So nope. if you want to, you can kind of explain, you know, a little bit about him so I can check him out and see what's going on. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So the Vikings on paper needed to get better on defense, but they decided not to do that during the draft. And they drafted Jordan Addison, <clears throat> who came from USC and was kind of a, a workhorse wide receiver, a, a smaller guy. Um, but <clears throat> for the for the beginning of his career, he's complimenting Justin Jefferson <clears throat> really well. So I wanted to see if you had perhaps seen any of his tape to project if this would be sustainable for the long term. But you'll have to do that and uh, let us know for the next time. I definitely will. Sooner than later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ron, you got anything else for Dexter before we launch into predictions? Yes, um, you know, just while we have you, obviously being an old Miss grad, um, uh, how closely do you follow? How closely do you follow uh, your alma mater? Oh man, I was just at the LSU Ole Miss game this past weekend. I was gonna ask you about that. That was a yeah, hell of a so, game. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm all in with those guys. I don't care who they play. I'm gonna rock with them to the wheels fall off. And okay. 
I mean, just going down there and seeing how different it is, man, like the, the culture change and how these those powder guys, blues too. Those those things man, are I'm, clean. I'm upset about that because I, I wish <laughs> you had those, man. Those they, they five. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so also like we've talked to Brian about this in the past. Is there any uh like well, I guess how involved with uh, like football are you these days? Do you do any coaching? Is that something that um that you're looking to do? Obviously being a girl dad is a little different because it's not five boys running around that you can get coaching. It's a different avenue there, and I, I'm sure they keep you busy, but have you thought about doing any sort of uh, coaching or any sort of involvement? in that sense yeah i actually do i'm the running backs okay. coach for uh, a team our uh, name is independence high school uh right outside of franklin tennessee so this is my second year coaching the running backs and they're doing their thing and i'm loving it man every step of the way i'm being i'm able to kind of show those guys you know what it takes the little things to finish you know just those things that can kind of elevate your level so i do uh, coach the running backs I also run my own uh, training and fitness business here in tennessee um mccluster fit so uh, I got athletes from 40 years old all the way up into college. I have just everyday regular people that want to be fit uh, from ages um, 20 to 62, I think is my oldest client. So I'm just trying to find a way to, I mean, spread that light that I had on the field. I, I, was, I was a difference maker and I want people to know who I am outside of the helmet so they can see like, you know what, this is why this guy was able to do this in the league being 5'8", 168 pounds because everything that he does, he believes it. Everything he does, he's he's worked for it and he's willing to pay the price for it. So I'm I'm enjoying it. So coaching has kind of pulled me in. So, you know, Ole Miss, if you're listening, hello. There you go. <laughs> uh, one stupid question for you, Dexter, before we do predictions, um, and you probably get asked this all the time, if the Chiefs are playing the Titans, uh, do you have a, a team or is it just uh, you just enjoy watching the game? Um, so I'll try to be as politically correct as I can. <laughs> at the end of the day, the Chiefs definitely gave me uh, my first opportunity. They believed okay. in me first. Um, and then coming to the Titans, you know, free agency, they saw something in me. They believed in me as well. So uh, they both hold a special uh, place in my heart. But you know, I'm all I'm always rooting for the Chiefs because they mm-hmm. showed the first love. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna cheer for uh, you know uh, just a good game. You know, I, I want to see everybody successful. And at the end of the day, whoever wins, I mean, it's it's a win-win. It's a win-win. So I, I'll just say we're split down the middle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I have a sinking feeling between the five of us. We're going to come to a unanimous prediction here, but let's get it out of the way. Uh, Bryant, right. Vikings, Chiefs, who wins, and what's the score? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs <laughs> this week. Um, 27-14. Okay. Uh I I have the Chiefs as well. Like uh I I I would love to assume that this will be the game where the Vikings stop turning the ball over and everything clicks, but I've been saying that shit for a month now and I'm not going to click a moron anymore. <laughs> so, uh regrettably, again, much to my chagrin, I say Chiefs 30 to 20, sending the Vikings to 1-4, but with the Bears on the horizon. Uh Wes, what do you got? Uh, I'm not going to back down from my prediction earlier. I, will <laughs> I gave you an to out, too. I gave you I an out. You did. <laughs> uh, I will go 31-27 Vikings. Uh, I don't think that they can start the year 0-3 at home and you know look themselves in the mirror and consider themselves playoff worthy if they do so. So this is a put-up-or-shut-up game. <clears throat> I agree with the stakes. Uh, Ron, what do you got? 
Well, I think the Vikings will play well. I think they'll surprise people in how, you know, being able to not shoot themselves in the foot. But I think the Chiefs um, just have too much, um, namely when it comes to obviously Mahomes, but also Andy Reid doesn't have blunders, like whether it's play calling or clock management or anything. And Kevin O'Connell hasn't shown that he can avoid those. Um, whatever the case may be, he seems to always have something that you're second guessing or questioning. Um, and that comes with experience, obviously. But when Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are on the other side, I, it's just too hard to, to go against. So I do think the Chiefs will win uh, probably yeah, something about like 31 to 28. I do think the Vikings make it close. Um, but I just don't see a way that um, that we can actually come out of this game with a victory. Hope I'm wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Dexter predictably finish us off with a with a winner and a score. <laughs> I'm gonna say the Chiefs are gonna win. I say the score twenty eight to thirteen. The reason I say that is I think the Chiefs are gonna start off hot. We're gonna get a big lead, and then those Vikings are gonna fight back as much as they can to get to to make people say uh oh uh oh. And then I think we're gonna go ahead and close it off with that twenty eight and thirteen victory after we give them a little bit of hope. That sounds like a Vikings game if I ever heard one. Hey, B, hey, B Matt, don't throw me on the ground, brother. Well, listen, listen, Dexter, next year the Vikings yep. play the Titans in Tennessee. So is it cool if we we hit your line about a year from now and we can do the same thing but talk about the Titans? I know. <laughs> yeah, you, you just switch hats and you'll be all good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. All right. Well, thank you again, sir, for joining us. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll have Bryant reach out to you probably around this time next year. Anything okay. else from the group? Nope. Nope. No. All right. Well, yeah. you guys have a wonderful evening, and thank you again, Dexter. Thank you, Dexter. Thank, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Later. Later. Uh, Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.